Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Five Aussie teams, one vision. The Super Rugby Crown. Get behind your state. It's rugby supercharged. The Ruck. And coming up the blind side, Tony Squires. Yes, hello and welcome to this special Mother's Day edition of The Ruck. We're very mother-friendly usually, as you know, but today especially mother-friendly. What better way to start your Mother's Day, obviously. And show your mother how much you love her than letting a lie in bed, maybe get a cup of tea to her, some breakfast, and bring the radio. Just put it beside the pillow so she can listen to the beautiful sounds of Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Good morning, the do- the gentlemen. Tones. Yes, Absolutely. Have you, you, have you rung your mother yet? Uh, I, I have. Um, she's uh, sitting back with a cup of tea. And, oh, uh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Not that I made it. But I, ha- no. I haven't yet, but I'm just letting her sleep in. <laughs> you <laughs> pathetic. Should we give her a call, Timmy? We maybe should, we maybe should give your mother a call. We might do that. Which, does she swear on air? Yes, she does. She'd be very surprised. Right? <laughs> Which, <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I'm going to get the number off you, and okay. then we'll give her a call on air. Uh, what about you, the mothers of your, your, your children? What have you treated them this morning? Uh, well, getting here at seven thirty in the morning mm. makes it a little bit tough, and, yeah. couple, and, the, and the young ones. But uh, there was a, a, a feed and uh, down the coffee shop for me, uh-huh. um, just to have a quick coffee and say, "Hey, happy Mother's Day!" And I'll see you later. And I'll see you in a couple of hours' time. So. Nice. Not not yet. Nothing for me at the moment. But I'm um, sitting here in the Sydney studio. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be back home in right. Brisbane at about lunchtime. So mm. I think I'll stop at BP, get some fuel, and get those five dollar flowers. Five, I was going to say, have you gifted yet? So either, either of you bought a gift for the mother of your children? A couple of flowers. You know, you can always. You can't have you look me in the eye? Have you honestly? Flowers. You've bought flowers. Flowers, absolutely. You've given. You've delivered flowers. Delivered flowers. Okay, all right. Oh, no chance. Yeah, hopefully BP has a little candle or something. Or a, Can you give a Mars bar for a present? <laughs> what, are, what about those pens that sort of do, like, you know, they, when upside you tip down. them upside down? The clothes come off. Well, well I don't know about that for your right. mum, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Seinfeld episode, wasn't it? No, that was the, that was the office episode. I, I don't know. I, I look, I'm not sure. I don't know much about your relationship. Whether that may be seen as a lovely romantic thing for pretending that your children have bought that for your mother. I think Tim's got one with a picture of him on it. You can tip it upside down. <laughs> really? I, look, I'm more obviously... Good start of the show. Very before. good start. I'm ahead, obviously. I've got the uh, the cashmere scarf has been delivered oh, to the mother of my child, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ahead. And you mothers now, I'm going to deliver you a terrific gift. Turn your radio up very, very loud because we're talking sport. Obviously, rugby is our favourite, but we do like to talk about... Shane Warne, and anything about Shane Warne obviously is very mother-friendly. Uh, and the idea that a, an Indian artiste has written a song about Shane Warne and released it is a piece of brilliance. Just have a listen. How's that? <laughs> Here we go, a little bit of it. Yeah. Everybody's moving here. I know. I'm dancing. Warren. Warren. It is a beautiful thing. Happy Mother's Day. It's a Mother's Day edition of The Ruck. We're going to talk to Nathan Sharp. We're going to talk, speaking of turning the pen upside down, we have stories of streaking. All ahead on The Ruck. Found them on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter.
at the Ruck Show. Last night in Sydney, the Waratahs 20 beat the Force 15. Timmy, you were there. Uh, you are in the commentary box. Enjoyed. I, I saw you yep. tip the Force yes. before the game. Yeah, tip the Force. I just thought they had some momentum and, and a pretty dour sort of game, arm wrestle type of game, which these sort of local derbies are. But you know, it was great to see, finally, towards the end of the game, the Waratahs started to throw the ball around a little bit. But, uh, gee, it was a dour game. Now, yeah. you say that. and uh, Sorry, Matt. But I, I noticed that the man who was sitting next to you in commentary last night, Phil Kearns, uh, he had a bit to say about this. And I'm interested in both of your opinions he on this. He was He was a little bit frustrated. Let's have a listen to what he had to say. We can't bag the Waratahs here for kicking the footy because the force have kicked it 15 times to 11 to the Waratahs. And the thing that really annoys me about these local derbies is these teams will not have a go. The Australian teams do not have a go in local derbies. We watched the the Chiefs-Highlanders before this. It was one of the best games of footy, side-to-side, end-to-end rugby, and these blokes won't have a go. They won't have a go, says Phil Kearns. The local derbies are rubbish. He didn't exactly say those words. Uh, not happy. Well, well, they get shy in the local derbies, so it doesn't matter what game it is. Both both teams know each other back, you know, defensively, everyone seems to be a lot stronger in these local derbies, but they know each other because they play together with the Wallabies They and they study each other's game. But, yeah, certainly you'd love to see them throw the ball around a bit more because last night at the Sydney Football Stadium, 17,500 people, that's going to start to sort of slowly go down. But yeah. It has done over this year as well because yep. people just go. There's floaters in the game that actually want to go and see entertainment. Yeah. And then other people go and watch the game. So you've got to start to entertain. And the Waratahs, um, they're getting closer to the six uh, top six. But, um, I think they're, they're in the top six now yeah. with the Highlanders going down. But uh, I reckon the ironic part of Kearns is uh, kicking the ball. All he did was kick heads at the, <laughs> when, when he was playing. But you, you're right, though. You, you've got to be able to, to play the game. But... What, what I found was, was, was both... And we saw some um, amazing defence last night. There was, a, there was a hit on Beric Barnes at one stage there. Yep. Yeah. And when Tim and I played, um, which was a, a, literally a decade ago, literally, and, and a whole generation of, of, of players have changed, I think they need to play with more depth. Both teams need to play with... We played in an era where you didn't have the five minutes back from the scrum, so you needed to get on top of the bloke to play, to hold them and, 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 and stick them in defence, so to speak. And you could be deceptive on the passes. I think now yeah. they've got to play a bit, a, a lot deeper than what they are. It's a, it's a really hard balance, though, because, as I was saying, people want entertainment, but also there's that great clash where defensively, you know, the, the rugby diehards love to see that, love to see the scrums, love to see the defensive work, but, you know, people out, uh, you know, watching the game and entertainment-wise, they, they need some try scores. There was a, a, a good story, I thought. The third string hooker having a run around for, for the Waratahs last night. Now, they'd been all week, they'd been talking about the pressure on him. Will he be able to throw into the line out? You've got Nathan Sharp, who's something like 15 metres tall, uh, pushing all the tools up to the front, so he has to, has to throw long, putting pressure on him. A couple of bad throw-ins. But this kid, third string hooker, scores what turns out to be the winning try. Yeah, John Aluji, he, he played very well towards the end of the game. Probably the last 50 minutes he really came to his own. He was very nervous early on. Nathan Sharp, you know, all his experience was sort of screaming at him to get the ball into the line-out. So it's a good experience for John Aluji, the way he played, the way he finished the game and then scored the second try for the Waratahs. What I, what I did like about the game, and, and it's great to hear the commentary uh, on the on the referees. You know, you hear, yep. the, you hear the chat on the way through there. Um, actually, I'll, I'll ask you a quick story about one of your chats oh, on the way through to me. Excellent. Um, Stuart Dickinson, when he, it, was, it was one pack, two pack, three pack. It was when the Waratahs ended up scoring a try, I think, yep. near the end. And, um, and he said to the guys, uh, come on, boys, let's just pack this down. First time, second time. And I think you guys may have called a, a yellow card for, for, yep. for someone doing the infringement. But he actually said, guys, not only me, but the crowd's not enjoying this as well. So let's just do this. Let's just get this on because this is killing us. This yeah. game is, is not boy, what it's about. He was saying, boys, this is getting boring for this people to watch. This is getting boring. <laughs> really? 
Just straight, straight up and down. Fantastic. Um, what, what did you say to... Uh, did you say... Was it... Was it at ba- I think at Ballymore when... Uh, when, um, when it first came in? When, when the microphone on the referees first came in. Yes. And I mean, we were playing... Actually, we were playing South Africa at Ballymore. It was the second test match in 1992, I think it was, many, many years ago. And I, uh, I clipped um, James Small over the, the ear as he put the ball down behind the try line. I thought, well, okay, I'll start something because it was a bit quiet in the game. <laughs> All of a sudden, he, he <laughs> started, never started anything. <laughs> he started to chase me. I thought, oh, geez, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> and the referee said, number 12, come here. And I went over to him. Mm. And he started talking to me about, you know, you don't do that again, you'll get a yellow card. And I saw his microphone. It was the first time the referees had the microphones on. And I knew that um, David Fordham was commentating in the commentary box. And I said, leaned over to the microphone and said, hey, Fordo, how you going, man? How's it going up there? <laughs> A show about rugby put together by rugby players. Why not? Tim Moran, Matt Burke, Tony Squires. The Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. Thanks so much for Dan Canaan last week filling in uh, while I had a very, very tough gig of having to fly to uh, Florida for Channel 7 to do a story on the World Cheerleading Championships. <laughs> Say again, World Cheerleading Championships. Shocking, very t- tough, tough gig. Uh, thank you so much, Dan. I, when I, I flew back in the same plane that uh, Richard Branson, Sir Richard Branson, was on, actually. Did you sit near him? Well, he came through and introduced himself to everybody. So he shook everybody's hand on the plane. Then he got on the announcement. On the, Hello, it's Richard Branson here. Uh, there's, a, there's a spare seat next to me in business class. I'd like the oldest person to come forward. So, this old duck, who's Happy Mother's Day, whoever she was, grandmother probably, she came up, sat next to him in business class. Terrific. You, you didn't give it like a Benjamin Button type thing and say, hey, look, I'm 102, but yeah, exactly. I look great. Some of us were already in business class. <laughs> ah, there to, you go. Didn't need to do that. Uh, so, thanks so much to Dan Ganone for filling in last week. Look, I don't know if you're aware of this story, either of you boys, Timmy, Matt. Uh, in, the, in the States this week, terrific story of uh, a man in a marathon, running in a marathon, and he had borrowed somebody's shorts. I'm not sure why he was so underprepared. As it turns out, the drawstring in the shorts wasn't working so well. Running in the marathon, concentrating very heavily, quite hot apparently, shirt off. Uh, as the marathon, you know, keeps going, the pants start to slide down. Right. Uh, rather than stop, he decides to finish the marathon because he's a committed athlete sure. mm-hmm, uh, without sans pants. He's naked. He's so, after his PB. Yeah. Best, best time he was after. He couldn't stop. Well, we could stop, but what stopped him was the taser of a, the local police constabulary <laughs> who thought, you know, who was this streaker in the marathon. Not little knowing this poor guy had run 42 miles or kilometres. 42 k. Yeah. So uh, it just makes you think about uh, the idea of getting kit off in sporting areas. Any streaking involved in your day, Matthew? Any streaking stories that you can recall? Not, not me personally, but oh. uh, we were uh, actually Tim and I were were in a game. It was a World Cup nineteen ninety nine. First game against Remainer in Ulster, a place called Ravenhill, and uh, the, Triple M were running, running a promotion at the time called Show Us Your M's. Oh, yeah. So basically, if you could get Show Us Your M, if you could get M's on on anything, um, uh, that you would get um, some kind of. Kudos win a prize, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just remember, it's Mother's Day. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. understand. That, that's okay. Story. I was waiting for you to okay. deliver the punchline. That, that was the one. And all of a sudden, it was a chilly, chilly night in, uh, in Ulster. And uh, a guy and a girl ran out there with Triple M plastered across their buttocks. Really? And, um, and did their stuff, yeah. And, and Stopped the game. Wait, saying it was cold. It was cold. We, we, we couldn't concentrate for the next five minutes. We were laughing so hard. <laughs> when and you then, say did their stuff, what, what were they doing? Oh, they, they streaked. They were... And then and there was a little bit of... Uh, could be... A, Maybe that's where Dibby Awani got his, or, or, or Quay Cooper got his uh, little inspiration from. There was a little cartwheel on the way through there. So it was quite interesting. Really? It was quite a W's in the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Oh, Mum, it's Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mother's Day, exactly. Right. Right. We played against the powerhouse Romania that Romania. night. Romania. Yeah, yeah. That would, so I think they scored straight after that. <laughs> <laughs> the powerhouse Romania. What were, do you know what the final score was against Romania? Uh, no, we didn't because I, I can't remember. The, it was plenty, but the the thing I remember that game also was if you scored a try under 50, no, after after a minute 15, I think it was, is yep. the same time to pour a Guinness. You got a year's worth of Guinness. And have a guess who scored the try. T. Thank, Horan. Thank you very much. Have a guess how much beer we got. Nil. Nil. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a year, it was a year's supply of Guinness for scoring the quickest try in the World Cup, but it had to be scored quicker than it takes to pour a perfect pint of Guinness, which was 118 seconds, <laughs> and I scored in 114 seconds. And there was blokes coming from everywhere trying to get... It was a kick, <laughs> It was a kick, wasn't it? It was a try. Yeah, it was a try, yeah, yeah. It was a try. Yeah. It, came from a, it came from a pass, yeah. but we were pushing hard to try and get it out of the way. <laughs> so I'm not sure how long Guinness lasts for, but there's still two kegs sitting in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> Legend players Tim Horan and Matt Burke. And it's the heavyweight championship of the rugby world. With Tony Squires to make up the three. And the occasional cup of tea. Tony, white with two sugars, mate. The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Pearl Jam, better man on The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. And I played that especially uh, not just for all the mothers on this Mother Day, but for our next guest, I understand that for Nathan Sharp, the towering lock and captain of the Western Force, uh, I think it may not be that song, Sharpie, but certainly it is a Pearl Jam song that you count as your favourite. Would that be true? Very close to it, mate. Yeah, that's right. Like like the uh, listen to the Pearl Jam on the way to games. Yeah, because the one you I think Indifference is your favourite song. Yeah, it is, mate. You've done this good research, there. Yeah, of course. I'm that's <laughs> I'm all <laughs> over this research. stuff. All over this stuff. Yeah. See, because you can have your, your your slower Pearl like Indifference, your slower Pearl yeah. Jam stuff. Is, does that get you up and running though on the way, on the bus on the way to a game? It does a little. It does a little bit, mate, because you know you listen to all the the jumpy stuff, and then uh, just as you're rolling into the ground, it sort of uh, just just calms you a little bit. Sharpie, what, what about mate? Do you get any of the the, the say of the, the music after the games? Because there's some there's some pretty, as you said, some pretty jumpy stuff. You have got some young pups in the team there. Do, do you ever sit them down to say, hey, look, you know, a glass of red, little cigar, and sort of sit down that kind of stuff? Yeah, look, mate, it, it gets it gets pretty heated after games when you're uh, sitting in there and you, you're trying to work out who's got control of the iPod dock because, uh, <laughs> mate, some of the music, mate, it doesn't uh, it doesn't cross pollinate all that well against the uh, generation. Hey, Sharpie, Tim here. Let's talk a little bit of rugby. Last night, uh, once again, close but no cigar for the Western Force. It looked like um, the game plan that you had was there was a lot of kicking from both teams, but it looked like you just didn't attack as much as probably what you would have liked, especially the way that you performed against the Crusaders the week before. Yeah, we were really disappointed to me after after last night. Um, you know, one, you know, we did want to play field position, but when we got into good position, we just made too many simple mistakes. You know, we'd we'd uh, turn the ball over in, in contact or, or at the breakdown, and you just can't build pressure on teams when you do that. So, uh, you know, I look at uh, I look at uh, the, the game in, in hindsight. You, you think, gee, we, we had some opportunities, and the one thing the Waratahs did, they certainly took theirs when they had theirs. So, you know, full credit to them, but it was a game that. Um, that, as I said before, pretty disappointing. Yeah, but, the, but there probably comes a time as well where you know you, you're sitting on 21 points with only three wins so far um, this season in, in Super Rugby. Does there come a time where Richard Graham, your coach, says to you, "Okay, boys, that's just throw it around because we've got nothing to lose. We've got to build for next year because you, you, you know no chance of making the top six. Yeah, we, we've had a bit of a chat about that this morning actually. Um, and, and mate, look, we've got five games to go, and, and we really want to finish with some momentum here because, you know, over the last month or so, we've, we've um, 
we've put some pretty reasonable performances together and, and we're capable of, of much better things than we put out last night. And as you said, mate, there's, there's no point in dying wondering. Um, you know, there is nothing to lose in terms of trying to ease our way into, into a finals contention. So, you know, I, I think that'll be a focus for us when we get back. We've got to buy now. And uh, when we come back, mate, as I said, I think that'll be something we'll discuss as a team. I suppose you can you can take it as devil, a bit of devil's advocate, can't you? You, you, can, you can play well, but then lose a game on the back of that as well. I mean, the performance of your game against Crusaders last week, or, or, or say Saturday a week ago, was outstanding. And for the fact that you threw it around, everyone was involved. And when you guys when you guys play and play well, it's it's an all encompassing game, it's, and it's great to watch. Um, is that then uh, a case of well, you can still gain something out of even though it is a loss? Yeah, I, I think so. But uh, yeah, sometimes games just. Uh, pan out like that, and, and last night the, the Waratahs' defence was, was was good in, in credit to them as well because you know we did we did have a few counter-attacking guys there in, in James and, and David Smith, and they didn't seem to be able to create line breaks like they did the week before against the Crusaders. So you've got to play each game as it comes, I suppose. But in terms of um, that, that confidence when you don't win a game. Every time you play the Crusaders, you know you're in for in for a bloody hard night. So mm-hmm. you, you take a bit of confidence when you play a good team like that. Mate, you talked about what you uh, use musically to build yourself up before a game. I notice that your superstitions uh, include one that is mine as well. You put your left sock on first. Does that... Do... Mate, is this on Wikipedia or something? No, <laughs> no, no, I go much deeper than Wikipedia. And Wikipedia is okay, rubbish. Right. But, uh, isn't, but, isn't, but isn't superstitions like when you lose a game, you've got to change it? Well, that's what, I, I don't know about that. But does the left sock thing, does that extend to left shoe as well? Yeah, what, I go uh, left sock, right sock, right sock. Shoe, left shoe. That's, that's how I go. Oh. Gee, for a forward, yeah. that's pretty good to remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not exactly. walking upstairs at the time that you're doing it, are you, mate? <laughs> no, no, well, I haven't tried that yet. Um, Sharpie, probably what, uh, one question that's uh, all on sort of you know rugby players' minds at the moment, James O'Connor. He, yep. uh, he's played for the force for a few years. Um, a brilliant player, obviously played his first test match when he was 18. He is coming up for uh, renewal of his contract next year, so he's renegotiating, obviously, with a couple of different franchises in Australia at the moment. You've got a buy coming up this week, next weekend. So you'd think that his decision is going to be reasonably close, whether he stays at the Western Force or whether he goes to the um, the Reds in Brisbane or whether he goes to the Rebels or, or the Brumbies. Yeah, I, I think this week might be the week, Timmy. Um, I know last year he, he saved, or the last time he renegotiated, he waited till the presentation night, mate, just to make it a, a, a bit of a spe- spectacle. But I think uh, <laughs> I, I think over the last sort of six weeks, I mean, you guys have seen the... Uh, the media sort of scrum about the whole will he stay, will he go, I think um, he's probably in a position to make a decision probably this week so, um, you know, we love him to stay but like anything, he's got to make sure all the pieces of the puzzle fit together and it suits him, so uh, you know, I'd say you're right mate, this week might be the day. And a key piece in the puzzle of course for the Western Force is the skipper Nathan Sharp as always, lovely to talk to you mate uh, thanks for being part of the ruck no worries, boys. Thanks for that. Have thanks, a good day. Thanks, Sharpie. Have a nice flight home, mate. <laughs> yeah, boys. A show about rugby put together by rugby players. Why not? Tim Moran, Matt Burke, Tony Squires. The Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. Happy Mother's Day uh, and happy Mother's Day to all those involved in this decision. The blood is low. Uh, Tim, look, 
I, I, before I go any further, Tim Horan, yeah. who is a, a wonderful human being and cares about our listeners, he cares that they know stuff. And as well, I'm talking, yapping away, he, he's holding up a sheet of paper and pointing at it and saying, Tony, do the scores. Do the scores again. The okay. only just got in the car. Yeah. Score and pause. They've just, yeah, ju- they've just got in the car. Okay. <laughs> They're off to junior rugby? They are. Okay. Yes. Sunday morning. <laughs> Blues 17 beat the Hurricanes 11. The Reds 33 beat the Rebels 18. We'll go into that game in a little bit more detail later. The Cheetahs 53 over the Lions 19. The Chiefs 20. The Highlanders 7. Uh, we've spoken to Nathan Sharp. The Waratahs 20 beat the Force 15. The Crusaders 20 over the Stormers 14. That's a, that's a big win for the Crusaders. Is, Richie McCaw was out. A uh, big win away from home for the Crusaders. They've done a lot away from home, sadly. That's the way it's been for the Crusaders, mm. hasn't it? The Sharks 34 over the Brumbies 16. All right, just uh, going off the Super Rugby for a moment, there was an announcement yesterday morning. I'm very interested to see how you boys think this is going to work. It's about the Bledisloe, uh, which is such a key part of the calendar each year. Australia and New Zealand are now going to play three tests series. Now, there's often four. They, you know, we had, had three here, then we head over to Hong Kong. And there is a bit of a feeling, well, it can be two all, so the team that holds it, you know, mm. continues to hold it. The idea of being a three-test series seems to me, like State of Origin and Rugby League, uh, a much better idea. Well, it's up. The, the Bledisloe Cup will be up for grabs every year. Yep. It's a, a, which is a nice idea. Now, the, some of the details are interesting. Uh, Australia, at least for the next 10 years, will host the first game each year. Yep, Sydney will. Sydney at the ANZ Stadium, they have uh, won the right every year for the next 10. That's where that game will be played. Then in an alternate years, so you've got your three tests. The third one, you know, Australia, New Zealand, uh, one year, uh, the third one will be in New Zealand, the other one in Australia, which is all uh, all seems up above board and tickety-boo. What do you, is it a terrific thing for the Bledisloe? Is it exactly where we should be going? Um, I'm not too sure. You know, I think you need to be able to take the Bledisloe Cup around Australia. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Melbourne's had it previously, Brisbane. But I think it all comes down to how many people you can fit in the stadium. You know, mm. over 80,000 people um, out there at uh, Homebush compared with, uh, you know, 52,500 people at Suncorp Stadium. So I think, yes, it's not a bad decision. I think it comes down to the, the Australian Rebellion making sure that for the next 10 years they've got some continuity. They, got, they know where the dollars are coming from. I just think, I don't mind it being at ANZ Stadium, but I think the... The other games, the other test matches should be played at the Sydney Football Stadium because to get a better atmosphere yeah. at the Sydney Football Stadium, it's I great hope, ground. I hope the deal um, with the Stadium. Stadium. Yep. The, are you saying that Sydney Football Stadium, great ground, but Suncorp, another brilliant place to watch footy. You'd hate to see that you know lose out as well. Yeah, I think every second year you'd think that Brisbane would get one of the test matches. I mean, I know that Melbourne will be uh, screaming yep. to get a test match as well. So um, it's interesting, but it, it all comes down to the numbers, um, bums on seats. I don't know how the Kiwis uh, perhaps gave in to starting afresh each year. I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing was, you know, uh, uh, imagine the Bledisloe at the moment. I think they, they won obviously in Hong Kong, but they, have, they don't own the trophy, and it's yep. been since 2003, yep. two maybe. Yep. And, and that's how, uh, so when Tim and I play, we got a, a reasonable run like that from 98 to about 2002 um, by having the, the, the rollover effect, I suppose. Um, and you only have to win one of the two games or two of the three to or, retain or one it, three, yeah. to retain it. So I'm surprised that, well, I suppose they're supremely confident, the Kiwis, when they go into Bledisloe Cups, anyhow, that they're going to win these things. But I think it's a good deal for the it, Aussie boys. It, it's a good call now. Because as John O'Neill said yesterday, it's a bit like the state of origin. So you can actually, it's up for grabs every time you play, every year now. So rather than sort of retaining it just for two test mm. matches... Yeah, I think it's a good decision. Um, whether it's you know in in Sydney every year, I don't know. But I think it should be probably moved around a little bit more. But eighty five thousand people is important. The other rumour was coming out yesterday, uh, not stated explicitly, was that Robbie Dean's contract would be extended. Uh, now he's saying he's concentrating only on this World Cup, a huge year, obviously for rugby. Uh, would you like to see him 
sign on again. Hasn't it been done? I thought it's already been done. It's pretty close. I, I think it'd be this week. I, I'd say he's going to sign for another two years because what John O'Neill would like is um, Robbie Deans to stay for the British and Irish Lions in two years' time. So he does the World Cup end of this year in New Zealand. Two years later, then the British and Irish Lions come out to Australia. I thought, uh, well, I thought that the CEO got the extra couple of years and also Robbie Deans got it on there as well. But I think it was going to be sort of a... Maybe a, a, yeah. a simultaneous thing. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's not official just yet, Matthew. There you go. Yeah, not official just yet. The other thing that is official, though, the Tri Nations uh, will incorporate Argentina yep. from next year. So, Isn't that big? Four, uh, four nations. Four nations, yeah. yeah. So, uh, the Wallabies will go, obviously, probably potentially to South Africa and then go and play uh, in, in Argentina after that, you'd think. Is it good fun playing in Argentina? That's tough, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, we, we played there, um, I don't think I played there with you, uh, Tim, in Argentina. We played there, I've only been there once. About to walk out of the change room and the bloke said, no, 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 no. He said, yeah, underneath. And Tim was saying before you go underneath, like the, literally the coffers of the, of the grounds and come out and run out a chute about 50 metres. And we said, why is that? And he said, because you get a few little, um, what can you say? You get spat on and stuff thrown out and bottles wow. and that so kind of stuff. So you go through the tunnel. So from the dressing shed, uh. yeah, there's a tunnel, like the door, a little trap door. Uh. And you go from the dressing shed, you go underneath sort of where all the supporters are. And all of a sudden, you, you open this trap door and you're, you're walking out just behind the post. Yeah, there you are. Like little gophers. Little gophers. <laughs> <laughs> when you walk off, when you, after you've, uh, I think we oh, did we lose. I think we may have lost the game, and then they don't care about you. Then it was just, you know, it's all you know, Mardi Gras and hoo hoo. Great, great atmosphere though over there. It's, it's great, great for rugby to have a four, four nations tournament next year. Is this the world's greatest rugby show? Oh, take a breath, everybody. Time will tell. Welcome back to the rugby. Sunday Rugby Show. Just about time for us to wrap up. But before we do, every week we just give you a little bit of a service uh, in terms of knowing where these super rugby teams are from. Obviously, often there are names that you go, well, I know the name of the footy team, but where the hell are they from? So we've done that for you with the Stormers from Cape Town, the Bulls from Pretoria, uh, the Cheetahs, I think, from Bloemfontein. Beautiful Bloemfontein. Great accent. Thank you so much. You do very good. Can you say the Cheetahs? Bloemfontein. There you go. That's exactly right. Well, basically, <laughs> we've covered South Africa, uh, our five franchises from South Africa. So it's time to move across the ditch, ladies and gentlemen, to the beautiful home of our friends uh, from New Zealand. And I'd like to start <clears throat> with the Highlanders. Where would you go if you wanted to meet a Highlander? Well, many of you might say Scotland. And you wouldn't be far wrong, ladies and gentlemen. The name was indeed inspired by the early Scottish settlers in the lower South Island of New Zealand. While they represent the Otago province, they're based in Dunedin, a city founded by Scottish settlers. It's not widely known that before they run out for each game, the Highlanders listen to this speech from Mel Gibson in Grey. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Inspirational, obviously. In keeping with the Scottish kilt tradition, they wear nothing under their footy shorts. <laughs> that could be untrue, now that I've said it out loud. <laughs> Dunedin is known as the Edinburgh of the South and boomed when gold was discovered in 1861. Just some handy facts. The Dunedin Southern Cemetery was established in 1858. The Dunedin Northern Cemetery in 1872. Just dropping that in a conversation will endear you to a Dunedians when you visit... Have you been to Dunedin, boys? Tell that, me something that, about it. That's why it's very hard to win down there in Dunedin. <laughs> yes. But yeah, they call them the Scarfies, the, uh, the university town. So always when you drive into the game, there's always university students coming along, sitting out in their big couches outside the front of their house having a few drinks. So it's a great atmosphere because they, all the youngsters get along to the game. It's actually got the world's steepest hill. Serious? Road, yeah, absolutely. So... Um, what you want to do is you want to play the game on yeah. the weekend because if you're not, if you're reserved or don't get enough time, no. usually the trainer goes, hey, boys, I've got something in store for you. Let's just do a couple of runs up the hill. And it is dead set, hands and knees stuff on the way through. You either run the road 
or you go the stairs on the way through, and it is tough. The world's steepest, world's steepest hill. Beautiful Dunedin, home of the Highlanders. All right, boys, time for us to wrap up on this special Mother's Day edition of The Ruck. What is in store, Timmy? Uh, a few games coming up for the um, Australian franchise. The Brumbies will host the Lions back at home. Brumbies after their tour, two-match tour to South Africa. And the Rebels go away to South Africa and play the Bulls away. And the big game, the match-up on Friday night, the two um, on top of the table, the Reds versus the Blues That's at Suncorp massive, Stadium. Massive game. So, uh, probably a big crowd too. Probably over 45,000 at Suncorp Stadium. Probably the biggest crowd for a Super Rugby uh, game at Suncorp Stadium Friday night. That is big. Looking forward to that. And uh, as your uh, missus, obviously, Tim, will be looking forward to the service station flowers you'll pick up <laughs> on the way home. Well, I'm about to jump on a plane <laughs> mm-hmm. back to Brisbane. And, yes, uh, yes hopefully, when I, uh, as I said, uh, start of the show... Fuel the, fuel the car up and uh, one of the flowers about $9.50 at BP <laughs> have you got a flight have you got a flight at the moment <laughs> not yet no. $9. maybe, $9. maybe I should stay in Sydney for the day yeah. <laughs> that'd be better service station flowers it doesn't get any better than that mothers have a great day enjoy your rugby we'll catch up next weekend see Bye-bye. ya fan them on Facebook follow them on Twitter at the Ruck Show